Most of the time, he talks it out with the voices in his head. Other times, he gets an artist to answer his questions and you get to listen to it here. Welcome to Toad's Tunes. My name is Adam Doliak. I like it when people just figure it out on their own. I make it feels like I'm, I look like I'm supposed to be Adam, which is a good thing, you know? There's a look for Adam is what you're saying. Yes, There's just a look. it should be me. Dude, how long you been in Nashville? Been in Nashville for six years now. From? From Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Okay. Did you play music in Mississippi? Um, not really. Actually, I've had kind of a, a, a interesting story to get to to get to Nashville. I had signed a golf scholarship my junior year of high school. Okay. Full ride Delta State, North Mississippi. Coach was pumped about it. He was actually paying me four hundred hours a month to go to school there. Parents were pumped. They were very excited. Senior year of high school, I hadn't played baseball since I was twelve. My friends talked me into playing baseball the day of the first game. So that afternoon, I went and filled a bucket of balls, hit a bucket of balls in the cage, Right. started in the game that night. What was your position? Third base. Okay. Third base. Um, I went to a little private school, so now you, know, you can do things like that. Um, long story short, had a really good year in baseball, and Southern Miss, who was top 25 in the country in baseball, offered me a scholarship at the end of the year. So I had to call this golf coach and say, hey, I know you didn't know. I played baseball but I'm going to take a baseball scholarship. I can play golf till I'm 90. Wow. Thanks, but no thanks. So at that time, still, I've been a drummer my whole life. My dad was a drummer. My older brother was a drummer. Still, my favorite thing to do is play drums. Kind of, I love, love, love it. People make fun of me because I have a bigger smile than ever when I play. Right. Um, but had never sang, never played guitar. And so my roommates, my college baseball roommates, both played guitar. So when they left, I would just kind of teach myself guitar and was just kind of humming around singing songs. And... Um, I finally I was scared to sing in front of anyone so I made myself book shows and showed up 600 people showed up made a lot of money and I was like well this may be something right something to do <laughs> yeah so I started doing it every show I played someone was I got the same comment of you got a, you have a cool voice you have a really unique voice or something a big voice so that, too like big voice um, and so I kind of you know fell into that started driving back and forth in Nashville to write songs for about a year and a half and then finally made the move up in 2012 and uh, so yeah it's been six years ago now and it's been kind of getting better every day since heck yeah yeah what was your first single that you put out that people like really looked at and went like started to follow you and the, sing along the, the first song I ever wrote was called Travel On I was sitting it was the first time I'd ever left the country I was in the Dominican Republic I was waiting on my mom to get ready to go to dinner right it was December 29th 2010 I remember it vividly um I put it on YouTube, and in like three weeks, it got half a million views. Wow. And so that was the first kind of thing I ever released. And that kind of showed me, okay, people may like you doing this music thing. And um, so after moving to Nashville, the first song, I had a song called I Put It On Ya. And um, Sirius XM started playing it. John Marks was at Sirius XM back, back in the day. And um, I didn't, he didn't even tell me. He just so did my, it. My mom called me one day. She goes, hey, son, you're on the radio. I about wrecked when you came on just now. Um, and so I didn't even know it was going to come on. So it came on and did pretty well. Cool. And, and, you know, from that, I was able to get, you know, a publishing deal at Sony. And, you know, the ball kind of started rolling. Is he still in your corner, Mr. John Marks? Yeah, love John Marks. He, I, I saw him a couple weeks ago. And honestly, it amazes me every time how nice he is. Like, he has to, he has to deal with so many people. Sure. Asking him to play. He, I mean, he's in charge of a lot of people, you know. And every time, it, I'm blown away by how, how kind and how nice he is. We were talking about Russell earlier. He had played here that Thursday night, and his uh, release of his CD came out the following week at the Exit Inn yeah. in Nashville. And his whole crew was like, Toad, you won't show up. You won't. And some, someone tells me you won't, and I pretty much you do. do. So I showed up. I was upstairs at, at that, that place, and I was talking with um, Russell's aunts and uncles. It was like the weirdest thing in the world. Yeah. Kaylee's like the su sweetest girl in the world. She is. I mean, their whole camp, I mean every band should look at how their camp runs and what they believe in and what they do together Agreed. and John Marks comes walking by never met the guy I know his name know who, yeah. who he was he comes up and introduced himself and I was like I know you and I say hey, I'm Toad from Stoney's in Vegas he goes I know you first words out of his mouth is how'd you get 700 people out here to see Russell Dickerson in Vegas his first show I went oh the better question would be his last two shows with no single on the radio he sold out let's talk about that just a neat dude he's like takes my phone puts his yeah. phone number in it yeah he's awesome neat dude super neat dude but i think that he's uh i look at him in a sense of like um he controls like these up-and-comers with new boots and wild country 100%. i think it's the neatest thing in the world and it just goes to show that like there's an avenue and people search people yeah. like new music and 
and um, he's definitely got a foothold on it. That's for sure. Yeah, and he loves he loves his job, and I don't think he takes that for granted. I think he, no. he, really, he really super humble. Yeah, super humble. Listens to everybody. He genuinely just wants to help right new artists get a platform and get their music to some new ears right you know? and uh, i think that i mean we took on that model here in a sense of like um i've always been a fan of music i go back um working with matt sound guy back in the day yeah. he uh um i had a website here in town called lvlocalmusicscene.com and the killers got found on my website oh wow so i got they're from here right they are from here i forgot about that yeah Yeah. they're they're from here and i have a um i used to always say there were three things i wanted in the music industry to help a band get a deal um to be printed in rolling stone and be printed in billboard just for what i was doing Uh, i don't i wouldn't consider myself a player i have a drum set at home a bass guitar i just fart around with everything yeah but um I got my plaque from the Killers, and I got printed in Billboard and um, Rolling Stone for new music. I used to help rock bands get deals. Yeah, that's what I used to do. And then I quit music for the longest time. But then coming back into this world again, dude, this this tight knit small. I've been with him before. Didn't even know it till tonight. Yeah. And it's just, dude. Every time I sit down with a new artist, I trip on just how small the country music scene is. Yeah, and you're all friends. Y'all know each other. Yeah, everybody's helping everybody. When you write, do you write with the same people, or do you like to get out and write with other people? I have a, a core group of people I love. After you know being in town for six years, you kind of the first couple of years, it's almost like a first date every single day. <laughs> I and, love that analogy because yeah, I hear that a lot. I mean, it really is. I mean, you go in there, it could be great, and it could be I gotta go. I got something just came up. Right. Um, but after you know a couple of years, you kind of weed out who you don't work with well with and who you do, and you kind of form your circle, and then you know that kind of stays throughout the years then you kind of add you hear about people here or there you hear a song that you love and you reach out I'll reach out to people on Instagram all the time and say hey I love what you're doing let's write a song right and you never know you know like like we were just talking about you never know who's going to blow up you know it's just there's so many talented people and it's honestly just you know luck is a little on your side and then what songs get in front of the right ears you know do the people you write with do they sing like you do as well are they artists um or are they just mostly, strictly writers mostly writers because being an artist, um, two artists in the room is a little bit canceling each other out sometimes. Sure. You know? But um, yeah, mostly mostly writers. But so I'm I'm always stuck singing the song. But sometimes stuck. It's a bad when, thing. When, right? there's a, when there's another <laughs> artist in the room, I always try to make them make them sing a version of it. I always ask the question of when you're sitting in a room, and you guys are writing it. Who knows who gets it? Like if it's something that you like, and say that the guy that you're co-writing with is also yep. a singer, and he knows that sort of thing. Like how do you know? Well, there's a it's. I think you can tell pretty quick. Yeah. I, at least with me, when I sing a song, I can almost tell immediately if it's going to be something that works for me or doesn't. Whether it's live or even listening back to it when we get the demo back. Right. It's always pretty quick. That's one good thing about my voice. I really don't know how to sound like anybody but me. Sure. So it's pretty apparent when it's something that sounds like me, you know. I watched um, um, CJ Solar. Do you know? Do yeah, you know I him? Just wrote with him a couple weeks ago. Love. That. So next time you see him, like you said, the Hannah thing. Yeah. Just say Toad says pew pew. <laughs> <Deal>. <laughs> He'll know exactly what that means. I will. But he um, I, he played here, and Morgan Wallen was here, and the first time they ever met, mm-hmm. and he was a part of Up Down. Yep. And sure the first time they ever met was here at a show yeah. together, which was c- kind of cool. But then I went back and I watched um, him sing it at uh, the Wild Horse I watched CJ sing and I was like oh, I understand why he gave that away because there is that that fit yeah. to the voice and all that kind of sure. stuff it's kind of it's kind of funny CJ's fine. got him a big old voice too dude American Girls is probably is probably one of those tunes that I can just listen to over oh, yeah. and, and I don't know if it's biased because um, I know him like that and I right. get to see the other side of him and but I, dude that song is, no, it's just he, him he, he makes you feel something yeah you know, he's got that big old southern rock voice He's just funny. Yeah. He's just he one of them dudes. Are you friends with Tim Montana? Do you know him? Um, Tim. I know Billy Montana. No, no Tim is... Tim, I know that uh, I know Tim. He's, he's friends with CJ. We okay. went out there and, and had a little barbecue at Tim's house, and it was gotcha. kind of like CJ showed up, and the story of he brought out this gun out of his fucking car, and it was a semi-automatic thing, and it's big, and when he shot, it had a silencer on the end, and it was just like... It should have done some damage oh, with wow. some... It's not like fireworks or anything, but it just was like pew 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 <laughs> <laughs> pew. pew. <laughs> Dude, how long has um, "Bigger Than Us" been out? The single. "Bigger Than Us." Well, it came out on the EP in June of 2016. Okay. So, but it didn't go to. It wasn't a single. It was. A, it, it went to Sirius XM. I believe sometime around April of this year. Okay. And um, how did it do there? It did great. It went to number 
I think number six on their countdown. Okay. Um, it's my highest streaming song so far. It's coming up. Great on. tune, by the way. Thank you. Who, um, who, who wrote that too? That song is me, Lindsey Rhymes, and Michael Heaney. Okay. Uh, Michael Heaney wrote a lot of those, uh, like, Love You Like Jesus Does, uh, Drink In My Hand, Eric Church, a lot of those Eric Church hits. Okay. Um, it was our first time writing. That happens a lot with me, I've noticed. It's always the first time writing with someone that something pops out. That's a good thing. Yeah, that's it's a, a great thing. That's a great thing. Um, that song's been cool for me because, A of all, any song that connects with people, I love. But that one is a very lyrically based song, and it, it says a lot. And people actually latched on to that as opposed to saying, I like the beat of that song. Right. You know, like they do. They, a lot of people just, just kind of. They gravitate yeah, towards they, that. They gravitate towards that. But I, what's been really cool, with, really, with all the songs we've got out is the lyric and what I'm trying to say is getting heard by, by people and that's what they're loving about it. People are listening. Yeah. And then came Whiskey's Fine? Yes. Whiskey's Fine was actually a single before. That was my lead single. Okay. And it, it really blew the door up. And it, I mean, it it sold over 40,000 copies independently just on oh, SiriusXM alone. And, um, I you know, I, I wanted to go keep rolling with it. Um, but as an unsigned act, we were kind of just let it do it, do what it do. But I mean, it's... Every night, it's still one of my favorites to sing, and people, you know, always know it, and it's it's kind of just spread around. Mom and Daddy's Money. Favorite song? I, I don't know. Probably my favorite song I've ever written. How come? It's just, it's just so very me and very personal. Right. It's, I mean, like the first line is "Red Go Kart," and I grew up with a red go kart, and it's, I think, I don't have any kids or I'm not married just yet, but I think in life all the emotions in that song are the the essence of life you know the the realizing how lucky you are to have parents a of all that are that are good parents and raise you up the right way and b of all you know being able to give that love to your own child one day and just the circle that it creates is is timeless and i think that's such a cool thing about songs when you can make songs that will be around forever i'll always want to sing that song it'll always make sense right. and it's going to be around you know hopefully when when i'm walking down the runway in a stadium show and play an acoustic show an acoustic song and everyone's singing along that's, with you that's the one i you know i want to be playing what's your goal like overall for 2019 um I, you know I, I got new music coming out which is which is great and um i would love to land on a tour uh, either summer or fall next year a, a bigger tour do you have an artist that, that you'd like to tour with um anybody anybody honestly I, I love brett eldridge and and uh you know mitchell tenpenny is a good buddy of mine devin dawson they're they're both kind of they'll probably be doing their own thing soon so I'd right be out with a be out with a buddy um brothers osborne another favorite of mine these are badass they're badass i love them um there's so there's any anybody that you know that, that gives you a crowd that's the coolest thing about open with people is they're basically going Hey, you can come. You can come take my fans. Right, we, that, they can love you too, and that, that's cool. We got to do that all summer. We weren't on a tour, but we were kind of open. We opened for everybody once, pretty much, and uh, it was great. We we kind of made a made a lot of new fans, and uh, that's that's kind of what the I, I think that when a band finally makes it and they return the favor, in that sense, is probably a good thing, great. right? It's it's the way it's supposed to work, and and you know the way it should be done, which is awesome. Do you follow uh, Wheeler Walker at all? Um, as of recently, we were he was. Uh, posting about Mitchell Tenpenny. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. <laughs> yeah, we were. See, I'm in a group chat with Mitchell and Devin, and it's called GCR Group Chat Records. Right. And a little plug for us there. Um, I like it. Yeah. So we, he, you know, it was a, it was a very, it was discussed more in the chat than it was online, but it was pretty funny. I thought. And he, uh, he played here once. Yeah. Um, um, Wheeler Walker. Oh. Uh, yeah. You should maybe do a, like a duel, like Wheeler and Mitchell. Dude, I'd... Get them both on the bill. Don't know if that would work out so well. <laughs> <laughs> Mitchell played outside, and we've been trying to get him back inside. Yeah. We did the, the tailgate with him. He's he's pretty badass. We liked him. Now's a good time to get him. He's he's going to blow up. Oh, we've been trying. Yeah. It's just like one of those things where it's just uh, the, the timing's off, and we'd love yeah. to have him back in here. Yeah. Um, I'll put in a word. Yeah, do it, <laughs> do it. I, I mean, I can tell you that as we sit with these people, like um, Dylan Snyder's played here two or three times. Yeah. Scott Stevens has played here once or twice, I think. But I know those two guys are buddies. So I just wrote them both. I'm like, dude, let's talk 2019 where you can bring Dylan back out and have Scott open for you. Like yeah. that. And they're both just like, dude, let's fucking do this. And not too many places, I don't think, do that sort of thing where they want to they wanna help <laughs> in right. that sense. Yeah. And I, I think when I, I look at the reason I, I'm going to go back to the Wheeler Walker thing, he played here and kind of threw me for a loop. I think like I listened to his podcast stuff, 
mm-hmm. pretty interesting his his outlook on the music community nashville definitely is sometimes it's spot on before i haven't listened to him recently i'm, I'm gonna go back like maybe maybe six months ago mm-hmm. and then i look at um I, I look at how everyone talks about pop country yep. and um the t-shirts and fuck pop country and all that kind yep. of stuff i kind of get the giggles about it because chris the guy that owns the place here his his he's he's an outlaw country guy he loves the whiskey myers loves right. the cody jinx which i do too i like him but i lean towards the newer stuff myself so right. i sit back and like Mitchell Tenpenny is like a breath of fresh air to me in a mm-hmm. sense because he's being him. Yes. I think the stuff he's throwing out there, your music, same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Jake Rose of the world. Even Dylan Snyder. I mean, Dylan, I don't know if you've listened to any of his stuff. Yeah, I know, he, I know a few of his. He's got like two or three singles out that I just sit back and I'm like, why the fuck is the radio doing anything with this? Mm-hmm. The Austin Burks of the world. I mm-hmm. sit back like, here's a dude that's like blowing up socially mm-hmm. like Kane Brown did and you wonder why no one understands that yeah. and I'll talk to my radio friends and they'll all say the same thing you know that uh, just doesn't have another song to back it up I'm like dude have you listened yeah that's like be like saying the same thing to you right so I sit back and I and I, I look at a a, a, <laughs> a Wheeler Walker and I just don't understand the dude like how do you come out of the box and say something like that when your fucking biggest hit is Pussy King well yeah and who's to say that he's not doing that for his own benefit just to just to sure. get attention to himself you know I mean it's I've never sat down with Wheeler Walker personally. Right. I don't know if he actually has these beefs, but it looks to me like he's just having a good time on the internet. I would have to hope so because, yeah. because I mean, the industry's too small. It's yeah. just way too small. But I saw a different side of him when he was here. I'm, I don't know if he'll ever listen to this, but it was, he came for PBR last year and played on a, I want to say on a Sunday. And mm-hmm. he had this attitude. We had someone thrown out of the audience because of, um, they, he heckled them and the guy heckled him back. He didn't like it. So they stopped his show and had him. <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't seem to make much sense from what I've heard about him. But, no, and then and that's not his, even his name. No, Wheeler no. Walker. It's like Ben Holcomb or something. Yeah, something or, weird. Yeah, he, uh, probably too much insight. But it was funny because I gave him. It was a Sunday. We don't have a driver, so I like. I'm like, fuck, get in my truck. I'll take you back to your hotel. And right. his tour manager, super young dude, was super green. Like he can He wasn't with him much longer because he came back here with another band. But I got in the car and he was like, dude, so and so pissed you off on toad. I'm like, I just don't understand the dude i'm asking him simple questions he can't answer him he's supposed to be your tour manager he's like yeah this is his first and last just talked yeah. and then later on in the night he comes back and i'm like dude the president of pbr is here rodeo guys mm-hmm. and um he wants to meet you so he's like give me 10 minutes i got to get into character i'm like <laughs> okay <laughs> you do you bro comes back out puts his hat on and he's got this abrasive attitude i was like holy shit i mean your shtick's a little well, he does have to be that way. Yeah. It would be weird if Wheeler Walker was being nice to you, right? Yeah. Uh, no, because, I mean, I like that side of him. I mean, whatever. I watched the show and was like, I like the music. I didn't like the lyrics. I think the lyrics were, I mean, I might as well go back and listen to Cheech and Chong when I was 15, yeah. you know? Yeah. yeah that's, what, that's, that's what I felt like. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely not something that I can get into. Yeah. But And like I said, I'm a total fan of new country. I mean, I really am. I like the changeover of it and these new artists that come out and just... I played Cash Campbell a long time ago, and someone was like, where the fuck you find these people? I'm like, I just... Cash do- Campbell. Now, tell me, be honest. Yeah. How old did you think he was when you met him? Uh, d- I didn't meet him. I've yet to meet him. Uh, oh. I just found him online. But he looks super young. Super, super young. He's not the way... I mean, he's he's older than he looks. I'm not going to reveal any numbers on that. <laughs> here. But it blows my mind. He, I mean, he looks like he's 21. Right, he does look like it's a kid. It's unbelievable. It was funny. So I used to do this thing on the radio called the Thursday Night Throwdown. And at 7 o'clock on Thursdays, I would pick a song. Their program director would p- pick a song. Mm-hmm. And one of their radio guys. And I threw uh, Cash Campbell on there. I forget the, what single it was. But it was the one before uh, In Between. Um, Cannonball. Cannonball, yeah. So I play c- Cannonball on there. Next day, th- their uh, label calls the radio station because it went to media base and went, how the fuck did you guys find this song? And they're like, dude, Toad at Stoney's did it. Damn. So we reached out to him like, dude, you ready to tour? Like, what's up? We'd love to have you out because that's how I find music. So I found Kane online. I just right. And we just make a phone call and be like, dude, let's book this dude. And um, they said he wasn't ready. <laughs> He wasn't, he wasn't ready to go get into character. Let me go get into character. <laughs> but now I watch him, and he just he just played. I want to say Joe's. Yeah, uh, he and, did. yeah. And I was yeah. like, dude, this is fucking badass. Because yeah. as he grows, I mean, that's the kind of stuff we like to do. Is yeah. we want to find him young and then let him remember. And we like the bands. Like Austin Burke has always promised that when he makes it, which that kid will make it, mm-hmm. um, that he'll come pl- back and play no matter what. Because yeah. his second show ever, right here. Yeah, and that's kind of. I want to know that your first show in Vegas is here, and well, that's why you. To me, that's like the whole reason 
to even want to be famous or make it is to to have a platform and be able to reach more people. Right. And the more people that you can reach, the more good you can do. Sure. And the more days you can make. I mean, Taylor Swift can walk out of the house any moment of her life and go make a hundred people's days. Sure. In ten minutes. Yeah. Just by stopping and taking a photo with them or something. Yeah. And I think, you know, the people that are gonna do well are the people that are doing it all for the right reasons. And they give back to their first shows or, yep. wh- or whatever it was. Like whoever sh- whoever showed their music to somebody, they ended up blowing it up for them. Sure. You can't forget about those little things. And he, I, I, the, the humble side of saying is I know that in this market, Stoney's made Russell Dickerson in this market. Yeah. Because before he ever hit radio, he was selling out shows here. Before yours, I mean, we've heard yours for... God, you know, it's been out for five years, four yeah. or five years. Well, he's been playing it here. We're going into fourth year. Yeah. You know, that, yeah. that, that sort of thing. And I mean, and I have him on uh, YouTube on our Country Las Vegas page of him doing um, Every Little Thing Acoustic downstairs in the Country Rebel Lounge, yep. which is kind of funny because I watch it's it. It's his new single now. Yeah, it's his new single yep. now. And I think that thing, we filmed it two and a half, three years ago. Yeah. So I just kind of get the giggles out of stuff like that. Takes a while like to that. get him going. Yeah, which is odd to me because I know that song's probably older than five years. Sure. But... I've got two coming out January 4th. One is a newer song, uh, Famous. Right. But the other one's called Puzzle of Us, and it is my band recording live in a room four four years ago. Right. That's yeah. what you're, you're going to release? Yeah. That's badass, too. Yeah, it's the actual recording. Um, there's not a harmony on it. It's just raw and real. It's the way it should be. Yeah. I think it's the way it should be. I love it. I took... Um, Jake Rose just released a song recently called I Will mm-hmm. but he did an acoustic version of it like two years ago and we put it on our social today telling people that we're playing the recorded version on Country AF Radio yeah. but I used the original acoustic version yeah. where he was sitting in his room and I think for me that's I'd rather hear, hear that sure. stuff I mean rarely do people write a song and put it out the next week right you know you gotta save it, it. <laughs> and, and you know in the world you gotta go play it live and see who likes it and show all your million friends and you know get all the opinions it takes right. a while you know is your is your family in Nashville with you? Or are they still in Mississippi? They're not. They're all in Mississippi. What are you doing for Christmas? I am here tonight, San Diego tomorrow, flying back to Nashville Sunday, and then driving to Mississippi on Christmas Eve. And I'll be down there for about a week. That's pretty cool. So yeah. New Year's there as, as well? I'll be back in Nashville for New Year's. Are you are you playing New Year's Eve? No, no, no. Just chilling? Just chilling. You getting out? Like, what does Adam Doliak do on New Year's Eve? Yeah, I would be fine with having friends over to the house and watching the ball on the TV if you will right um, but we will probably go out and make a big deal of it where do you go in Nashville where's your go to spot I don't I don't have an answer for that have you, you been to Nashville on New Year's no <laughs> see that's, that's like why. saying you've been to Vegas on that's, New Year's that's <laughs> why it's it's uh, I found that you either need to stay home and I just decide you're not, not going to do anything or right. go really big yeah and pay $200 for all inclusive tickets to these parties and all yeah. you can drink and go out and have a good time because I've tried to do in the middle and just say, we'll bounce around and see what we that find. That doesn't work. doesn't work. There's people everywhere. Every bar is $40, 50 to just get in. You can't walk around or you'll okay. end up you know, out of money. And then, so I don't know what I'm going to do, but I've got a girl I'm going to kiss at midnight. So there there's, there's that. That's the only plan I have for sure. That's the perfect one. That's, I'll probably be asleep. Well, <laughs> if I, I don't keep her up, she may be asleep as well. She's an early, an early go to bed early kind of kind of lady, but... right. No, we'll get into something. This is our first year. We don't. We, we're not doing anything here at Stoney's. We normally have a big yeah, New Year's Eve. We're here for New Year's, right? Yeah. Yeah. This is our first year that we're not doing anything because it's Monday night. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's kind of weird. I think long and, weekend though. Huh? Long weekend. I it guess. is. Yeah. I mean, we're not typically open Monday, Tuesday. We just had this little talk. Our our ops guy downstairs was like, some people came in last night and they're like thinking it's rude that we're not open. I'm like, dude, it's Monday night. We're never open on Monday yeah. night. And it's not like I'm going to bring a band in just to. Sure. It's kind of weird. Mm-hmm. That's what I think. So next year, more music. Are you looking for a big label deal? Would you like to stay where you're at? Um, yeah, I'm looking for a deal. I think we. I think you still got to have a deal in the in the game today. Um, making a record, Ross Copperman. I don't know if you know Ross. I know he's, the name. He's uh, you know, Brett Eldridge and Darius Rucker and Dirk Bentley and little dude produces all those little guys, those little acts. So he, uh, I was able to write with him last year, and he kind of really liked what he heard and was like, "Hey, I want to jump on board. I'd love to produce you." And so him, his name being there will help a lot. Cool. Um, I'm excited to hear what that that ends up sounding like. When and, you say an album, are you talking like 12 songs sort of thing or another EP? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm probably going to start with two here one here one here and then hopefully release the full thing later next year a total of like 12 10 to 12 yeah cool. yeah okay 
Not I mean, I've wrong. got 500 songs sitting there. Just 500? You know, yeah, just five, right? One a day, so. You're friends with Brett Eldridge? Or you just... Uh, no, I wouldn't say friends. Met him a couple times. Wait, you, you see, I, I read online something he does every time he gets a number one. Do you see what he does what there? Is what is it? He gets a, the group together that the band, the writers, and everyone yeah. like the producers, and they go on a little vacation thing. That's and, great. I mean, is that something like, have you thought about what you're going to do when you get your first number one? No, but I'm a big tradition person. Yeah. I think that'd be awesome to do something like that. Um, I'll have to cross that bridge when I get there. Hopefully it won't be too long. Soon. Soon, yeah. Yeah, soon. Yeah, soon. I mean, when you watch music today, how fast it, it goes up and um, the new single comes out, it doesn't take much for people to catch on to it. No, you can tell pretty quick if it's going to be something or not. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah, well, I think that's it. I, we were talking earlier about how Luke Combs played here and we only paid him 500 bucks to do a show. <laughs> Man. And then a year later, uh, yeah. New number. Yeah. Not even that market. <laughs> maybe that's maybe that's five hundred bucks a minute for yeah, the show. Yeah, that's about five hundred bucks per beer he drinks in the show. Dude, I don't, does he drink beer? Well, he throws it at the crowd. I don't know if he drinks yeah. it. Yeah, I was kind of shocked they did, but I understand it. Totally understand <laughs> it. In Nashville, um, did did you ever play Broadway when you when you moved there? Are you, you? I I played. The first thing I ever did, I moved downtown, which was a terrible mistake. When I first time I moved to Nashville, I was downtown, thinking it'd be cool. Not cool. Not cool. I don't want to live downtown. Too um, too loud and noisy. Yeah, and just never slows down, and yeah. everything's really you can't. You know, Bud Light's six dollars. You know, you just you're just like jeez. Um, but it's more the first expensive time than I here. ever played Gavin DeGraw is a bar called the Nashville Underground. Okay. And so I played down there because I thought it was cool that he owned it, and I'm a big Gavin fan. First time I ever played, I'll never forget. They paid me. They gave me a hot dog and a beer that's what they that was your pay yeah i didn't really didn't really talk about pay before i played so i just went and played and after i got down there like here you go give me a hot dog and a beer good hot dog mediocre Dude. definitely mediocre warm beer cold beer cold beer good all right cold beer finished the beer left i never did it again wow that was the only time you played on broadway yep i found that there's a lot of artists that some that that's like a no-no in a sense, I, I would I could see that. Yeah, it, it's it's kind of I think it used to be the the norm where like labels would actually go down to Broadway and look for acts, right? But now it's just it's, I think it's become very oversaturated. And secondly, you know, if you you can play four hours of cover songs, you know, it's kind of hard to stand out in any way. Sure, playing the same song at the next bar. I mean, I've walked down Broadway and heard the same song in three bars in the same spot. That's yeah. You know, it's crazy. I mean, it's a fun thing. Don't get me wrong. It's just not. I'd rather be out making new fans and playing my songs. And, sure. And, and we were. I mean, we t we played two hundred shows a year for the first two sh for two years. I lived in Nashville. Right. So I was there, but kind of not there. You know. I think that's the way to do it. I mean, yeah. I, I've I, I walked down Broadway probably like four months ago, and I got an email from someone about an artist, and my, I walked by uh, Old Reds or whatever I think yeah, it was, and and um. I see this name on the thing behind it. I'm like, God, fuck. I open up my phone and it's the same dude. So I just went in there, popped in there, watched him for a second. But yeah. I'm like you. I really have a hard time watching. My, I might as well be in Vegas because it's a dime a dozen here. Right. They're phenomenal players here. Yeah, there's a lot of good talent. But they make their living doing that. And how do you, how, how do you, I don't want to say take someone serious because that's not the answer. I think, but they can get so um, used to and molded into playing covers. No, no and no how, how do you get away from that? It's hard. Yeah. It's harder than you even realize, you know. Well, yeah. I mean, we live it here in Vegas because literally you can walk into any casino and there's a lounge and there's a, there's a band in there. Mm -hmm. There's and also a black duct tape. Do, do you gamble? I have been gambling all day. Have you? Up 100. Are you really? Yeah. What do you good. play? Blackjack. Find well, some single deck stuff or you play out of the no, shoe? No, I just played out of the shoe. Yeah? Yeah. I played for about two or three hours. Where did you play at? Started at the Cosmopolitan, went uh -huh. to MGM. Stayed at MGM for a while. She was good to me. Good. Uh, what's the one with the roller coaster? New York, New York. New York, New York. I was there for a little bit. Dang, you just made the rounds today. I did. We, uh, um, I learned my lesson when I was, um, before my son was born, and that was that you don't you don't bet your paycheck when you gamble. No. You, you don't do that. And, Never uh, do that. I went into Caesar's Palace, and I played blackjack, and I said, I just want to win enough to buy this tennis racket that I wanted. <laughs> I won the money, put it, put the money in my wallet, went to the arcade there and played a game, walked out, my wallet was gone. Oh, no. Yeah. So, uh, that was That's the last... That's the way you're supposed to lose. No, that was the last time I really, like, gambled, gambled, but now I've, um, I go to the grocery store with my girl right by the house, and uh, two weeks ago I hit a Royal Flush, my first one ever. Wow. Yeah. Great story. 
we go to buy the groceries. She hands me her phone because her card's in there. She's like, I'll buy the groceries today. I'm like, cool, whatever. So she takes a 20 and goes to gamble. Comes back two seconds later and goes, they carded me. Can you believe they fucking carded me? So I need my phone. So I give her the phone. So I'm like, I didn't even pay attention. I'm like, shit, you just stuck me paying for the groceries. Like, whatever. <laughs> oh, so I pay for the groceries and I walk in the room and I go, hey man, thanks for making me pay for the groceries. Just being a smart ass. And yeah. I take a 20 out. Um, I put it in the machine. 80 credits down to 35. Didn't even get a pair. So I start being vocal. I'm like, this is fucked up, dude. I mean, like, if you wanted my money, just take it. Yeah. Got a pair of jacks. So the lady that's working there, she's like laughing at me. And so then I go, oh, look, pair of queens down to 10 credits. Held two cards. Got dealt the fucking rest of a royal. Thousand bucks. I was like, holy shit. That's amazing. Everyone in the grocery store heard me. So what it's Everybody. about, dude. man. And I then, get so pumped up gambling. I can't help it. Dude, it's, it. it's fun. This, um, I won 100 bucks two days ago. Hit four aces or four eights. And I was like, that's can't get mad at that. So I, the grocery store has... Yeah, anywhere like you go in games. this town has video poker. It's amazing. Anywhere you have. Funny story about losing money. <laughs> uh, my guitar player Spencer Wasdorp. We he's never been to Vegas before. Uh-oh. So we were walking down the down the strip earlier, and you know the girls dressed in like pink and feathers, and they're like, "Hey, you want to get a picture with us?" Yeah, not for Completely free. Completely oblivious. Spencer walks up. He's like, "Oh yeah, I'll get a picture with you." Paid him twenty bucks a piece, forty bucks for an iPhone camera photo. On his own phone. On his own phone. That he can't post. Why? Because his girlfriend's going to be mad oh, if he posts shit. that. So he lost 40 bucks and he can't use can't it. Can't do anything with it. It hurt me, but also brought a smile to my face. That's it pretty was, funny. It Dude, was pretty, pretty awful. It's crazy. I've got it right here, actually. I want you to see, see it. it. Yeah. I'll post it. <laughs> we can post it. <laughs> I won't even tag he him in it. He just can't use it. Look at that. I told him it was $10 a tip. Holy Jesus Christ. <laughs> wow. That's somebody's daughter. Terrible, it is. That's somebody's son, too. Well, that's okay. I'm not making... <laughs> you took it for... Did you have to pay for this picture, too? No, I, I'd had they, a side shot while they were taking the other one. Literally, a side shot. Yeah, yeah. This Lots is a, a side going on there. <laughs> uh, my girl works at the MGM, and she she says there's time she goes into work at 6 o'clock in the morning and watches the people walking out going, yeah. oh, I know what they were doing. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's... She walked out on a lunch break, and some guy walked up to her out of his pocket, pulls out this tube, clear tube, with just weed galore in it i'm like dude it's legal like how are you on the street selling yeah. it when it's legal like yeah. I, that's not legal what he's doing but that is weird yeah this is a tough town because you can't you can't live here and then leave and, and have this high expectation that anything's going to be similar to it at True. all i know you True. guys have one restaurant down there that one that's on the levels that in that one open tw- 24 hours where or open late in um nashville um it's on broadway no nah, it's just off broadway the i diner. think that's different levels got and like that open six levels yeah it's open 24 hours 24 hours yeah. it's the only one I think yeah here it's a dime a dozen you can go anywhere it's and all. like people ask what, what time you close here it's Stoney's we're like oh when the last person's here oh wow like, it's not a dude if 100 people are here drinking at 3 o'clock in the morning we'll keep going there's been nights we've been open until 5.36 in the morning just because people Man, keep drinking that's my nightmare <laughs> dude you can leave though are you gonna ride the bull tonight you know, I've never done that. You haven't? Never done it. If I, I mean, I would have to be pretty intoxicated. I mean, so we were talking about Hannah earlier. Austin Jinx was here with her. He yes. rode the bull. Yes. So, I mean. Did you, Hannah ride the bull? I don't believe so. I didn't see yeah, that. I think she would ride the bull. Maybe she, a real one. I'm just going to tell you, she's fucking crazy. She's crazy. So. <laughs> she's absolutely crazy. I don't even know if she knows half the stuff that she does. It just happens, no, right? She she doesn't. But she's she means so well. She does. She's a lovely person. We she's were just crazy. We were in the meet and greet, and um, my girlfriend helps normally with the meet and greet. She's in the room directing people, and I get up and take a picture with Hannah, and she puts her hand right on my butt. So, like five minutes later, my girl pulls me aside, and she goes, um, "So let's just do a little role reversal here." And I'm like, "What are you talking about?" She's like, "So if a guy comes in here and grabs my ass, how are you going to feel about it?" I'm like, "Oh, well, I mean, I get what you're saying, but what? Fuck, I didn't pay attention to it. What am I supposed to say?" <laughs> so, um. 15 minutes later Hannah walks up to my girl and looks her square in her boobs and was like oh man like um, what was the word she used you're a um, shit now I can't remember the word she gave her hope she gave her hope something I, I forget exactly what she said after her show she comes out and literally 
right on my girls and I went I don't ever want to hear you say another fucking word to me honey I love you but don't ever say another word to me because she's, <laughs> she's crazy she's, she's great though I love her dude I, I mean I look at a, a girl like her and think that she's going to be one of those people that shocks country music again she's I mean it's either going to it's either going to really work or really not right because it's so it's so her own thing dude and drinking out loud I think is her to a T yep after you meet her I met her at uh, Whiskey Jam yeah and just that's was, where I saw her the other night yeah Mitchell was playing oh shit that had to be a great show right well it, it, he's too big for Whiskey yeah. Jam he's, they he's, said, a, he's officially outgrown Whiskey Jam the, the place was packed the Whiskey Jam we went to was the one that was out, outside Jim, Jimmy Allen played um, yes. it was a takeover thing yeah it's and, always at Winners yeah. oh no you mean the big stage yes, yes outside the parking lot one yeah mm-hmm. this just, was an indoor one yeah I just happened to meet her I saw the pictures of the Mitchell thing yeah. in the video thing. I was like holy shit like who in the right mind would yeah we all ended up at Losers because there wasn't room in Winners explain to me Winners and Losers um, how does one place close and all of a sudden and the other place is just packed and the other one just shuts down what well they're owned by the same person right so i think that's half the strategy there it's winners seems like a better place but i think losers is cooler right i think that would be the general consensus even though it's called losers but have you been lately they've added like two floors to each of them they're like two or three um i was there maybe two months ago two two and a half months ago i was there and we were upstairs on the out on the outside thing yeah you see yeah um, I mean, it's just, it's kind of the local hang. Right. As much as Broadway gets all the tourists, I think all the local people go hang. And the Red Door seems to be. The Red Door's great. They make a stiff drink. I don't drink. Oh. I'm a loser. Well. And that's why I hang out at Losers, right? Let's well, put, put it this way. My last trip to Nashville, I ordered a, a um, Cadillac Margarita. I took two sips. My girl finished it. I, does me no good. Yeah, I mean, it's impressive if you don't drink in Nashville. Yeah. That's or, impressive. We're here. Stephen Barker Lyles, do you... Oh, yeah. Okay, that dude's trouble. Trouble. Every time he's around, I drink. It's a good time, though. He, sure, if you like drinking. Yeah. Yeah, and I, you can't say no to him. Somehow it just feels like he ties you down on the ground. Yeah. And John Stone is the only other one. That's all I got. Yeah. I feel I, like I I'm name dropping. John very well, but I've heard some crazy stories about John. Yeah. The um, What's the other one? I'm trying to think. Not Lee Bryce. The Fuck, I just suck at names today. Lewis? Lewis Bryce? No. Oh. No, like him though. He's friends with uh, Love and Theft guys. He came out to their show here, walked in and said, um, I go, can I get you something to drink? He goes, whatever's next. And I was like, I'm not quite sure what that is. Is that a, <laughs> he goes, whatever's next. And I go, dude, dude, you tell me what you want. He goes, whatever's next. I go, dude, you, I don't know what you're talking about. Jared Neiman. That's oh. what I'm thinking of. And uh, he, uh, he's like, whatever you put in my hand, that's what's next. Yeah. <laughs> he, he likes to drink too. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I mean, everyone likes to drink. I just don't. Except you. Except for me. I like to drink. It just I really don't drink that much either. Doesn't. What's your go-to when you do drink? Uh, well, I love old fashions. Okay. I, I actually make my own. Do you do? Actually, like cook down the sugar. Muddle. Make, make my own syrup. Make, yeah, it's a big thing. It's great. Uh, cherries. What kind of cherries do you use for that? Um, I don't use cherries. No? But the... What are those? Maraschinos? Yes. Those are good. Yeah. Those are more to Manhattan. Yeah. Because old-fashioned... I don't use a cherry. I use bitters. You can put cherry bitters in there. Right. I don't use an actual cherry. Um, my best bud is, a, uh, he's a, um, an old-fashioned. There's a place right Easter. here. Something like that. Yeah. But I would, I'll buy him the uh, Marachinos off of Amazon for yeah. Christmas. That's what his Christmas present is because he drinks them. But there's a whiskey place right here that makes a mean old-fashioned, too. Oh, I'll try it. We don't make them here. But I love trying old-fashions. It's called Double Helix. Okay. And they've got every kind of bourbon, whiskey, anything you can think of over there because that's I'll what they do. Out. It's pretty, like, it's walking. That's dinner. You should have that for dinner. Deal. <laughs> Maybe two, two or three or four of them. Dude, tell people how they find you online. Um, anywhere you look, you're going to find me, but you can go to adamdoliak.com, <laughs> and that will take you to any of the places you would like to go. I like it. I yeah. like it. Are you super social? Um, yeah. I'm pretty, I, I handle all of my, my social. Do you respond to most people that write you? I do my best, do depending you? on how busy life is. I don't want to be one of those people that just lives in their phone. Right. I don't even think the fans want me to be one of those people. So, but when we get some time in the van or some travel days, I always try to get back with people. That's good. That's yeah. a good thing to do. We're, 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 we're learning that's an important piece of the puzzle this day and age. Very, very important. That's, I mean, that's half, the, that's half the battle. I think so. It I is. mean, it really is. You, it's free. Yep. It's, I mean, it's free marketing. You don't mm-hmm. have to sell a CD for it. I mean, mm-hmm. 
Um, when you put your album, I have one other question for you. Are, are you a, a vinyl fan at all? Like, I am a fan of vinyl. I have never done one for my own music. Right. But because it just hasn't really made sense for me to do it yet. But, um, and I haven't made, I feel like it needs to be a good record. Right. To do a vinyl. And I've only had an EP, and I want to do a full length album with 12, 10, 12 songs that I'm very proud of. Put it on vinyl. Do you want your album to be the one that people start? And listen to it the whole way through because because yes. do you do you put it in an order or um, yes. of like how it's relative to the album or how it's relative to you? I put an album together as if I'm putting together a mixtape for a girl in eighth grade. There you go. You know it's got to have the flow. Absolutely. The ups and the downs. I like it. And I know no one cares. They do. Everybody cares. You the, think? Absolutely, dude. I feel like no. I mean, I feel like people are putting out pop songs followed by blues and their country number, and no one has a clue. I think that there's there's the artists that do that. Um, there's a lot of um, artists that their goal is to put out a single every two three months. Yep. And to me, I always ask that question. But I'm the guy that goes out. I want to listen to everything. I want to find as much as I can and mm-hmm. listen to all that I can from, from an artist. I mean, but that's. And if you look at Spotify and you look at how people, uh, um, how they track their music and follow their music and how quick something can explode, there's a reason yeah. for that. I mean, that's why I sit back and it's like you're in this hot little mess of what do you do? Do you put out one or two? Yeah. Do you put out a whole album and see what happens? Is stuff going to get lost in it? Or are the true fans really going to listen to it all? I mean, what do you do? For for my level, one or two. Yeah. Because there's, there's no way. The platform's just not big enough. And, you know, I guess the fans aren't quite diehard enough to really dig in and, and find all those album cuts that you're going to love. Right. I think. I mean, I think some things would get left out. I now, would, once you get to a level to put albums out, I think that is a great special thing. I, so I just went to this Luke Combs show last Friday, mm-hmm. and I watched the people in the crowd sing every word to every one of his songs, yeah. whether it's been on the whether I've heard it before or not heard it before. And so that's why I, I wonder if there's analytics within Spotify that tell you that if someone listened to Bigger Than Us, did they follow you over and go listen to your other songs that you have? You know, there there is because... I haven't been on a playlist in probably six or eight months. Right. And so when you're on the playlist, your monthly listeners, they skyrocket. So you're getting all that playlist listeners. So you're sitting at like, you know, 400,000, 500,000, whatever. But when you get taken off the playlist is when you see how many the people drop. saved right. and really became fans. And it's been cool for us because we're, it's been eight months and we're sitting at 200,000 monthly listeners. Dude, that's freaking cool. That's how many great. songs do you have on Spotify? Only seven. Five, but seven, okay. So the EP and Mom and Daddy's Money. So it's it's been a long time, but it's been really cool to watch people stay tuned as opposed to it just tells you that they like what they hear and they want to hear more. Are you playlisted with anything right now? Nope. Nothing. What the, new ones, the new ones will be, I think. Right. Do you Come like, on, John Marks. I need you. <laughs> <laughs> do you reach out to him and be like, dude, I, I got... Did. I, I actually did a thing with him this year. I said, look, let's listen to demos because everyone's bringing him a finished product sure they're basically saying this is what we love play it play it play it and I was like let's I want to know what you like you you personally went yeah okay. just me and him um, I said let's listen to demos before I go spend money making a record and getting it all finished and you can't change anything right let me know which ones you're loving I did that with uh, I did that with him and so we kind of listened to what we made in the room the day we wrote it and we, How were does- able to, we were able to go through songs and I think you know it's cooler I think he got to see the kind of the backside of it and feel a little bit more involved in it you know sure so that way when it does come out he has a personal att- attachment yeah, to it yeah. I'm just curious how the hell a guy finds a time like that for him at his I don't level either. it's like I told you earlier it's just like man you're the best I mean he's, he's did you set an appointment with him yes I mean it's right. not easy you, you know it takes a couple weeks out right you get you know it's just an hour or so I can imagine his but assistant he's a, he's a, yeah I mean he probably has four I mean he's right. a busy busy man right yeah well I'm glad he made the move from satellite I want to say he came from Vegas if I'm not mistaken he was actually in radio in this market Vegas kind of looks good on him in my mind I, I think he was that. I want to say he was here before yeah and then went to satellite I want big beard yes yeah, nasty beard right dude love that thing hold food in that thing awesome. <laughs> chicken wings <laughs> What's your favorite restaurant in Nashville? My favorite, okay, I'll give you two. My favorite, like, nice meal. Sure. Urban Grub. It's in 12 South. Okay. If you go and you're listening to this, get the pork chop with a side of the grits. This pork chop comes, like, aged. I mean, it's it's aged for, like, weeks. Comes with peaches on top. You get the pork chop and the peach and the grits all in one bite. It's the best bite of food in Nashville. Okay. Quick, I would go to Calypso Cafe. What do they have there? 
kind of a, I get a salad, but it's healthy, healthy Calypso. food, and it's cheap, good price, and quick. Sweet. I do that question, and then I end up going to these r- restaurants and trying. Uh, have you been to Monel's? Yes. That is a experience clear your day after you eat <laughs> i got I mean, on the plane after that nap. dude i got a plane after that's that. not a good decision nah, it was not a good decision. we went to breakfast one morning and i mean it was the rest of the day was just shot i don't think i've ever seen a concept like that it's ever. really great dude it's the neatest thing in the yeah. world i want to say that um the swan brothers probably said something to us about yeah. that and that's when um like i will go eat at the places that you said to my next time there because that's what we like to do is find do, out what do urban grub okay you will love it. I yeah. mean, get the andouille sausage for an appetizer. I'll eat that. Mm-hmm. And if you like old fashions, they have a basil old fashioned. Basil? Basil. It's great. Sweet. We went to Monel's and sat with a race car driver right right across from us because, oh, wow. you know, they just throw people at a table. Yeah. Um, he's, the mount- he's the Mountain Dew guy. Uh, the Mountain Dew commercial. Bernard, that's our- Chase Elliott. Chase Elliott. Dude, I don't think about race car drivers. I don't. I don't fucking. He does. My girl, my girl's, my girl's a total like fiend. She's like, dude, that's Chase Elliott. I'm like, dude, I don't fucking. Oh my god, Chase Elliott. I'd be like, who's that? That's what I did. I was like, who's that? And then what's funny is it didn't hit me until I saw the commercial on TV for Mountain Dew, and I'm like, oh, that's the dude we had breakfast with. She's like, I've been telling you that, dude. I'm like, Dale Earnhardt Jr. does Mountain Dew commercials too, doesn't he? Used to. Oh, with uh, you see the you see the old Chase Elliott chase chases the new Dale. Chases new Bill Elliott. Okay. Wait a minute! You're talking. Did when 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 uh, uh, Junior did it? He did it with um, the dude from um, dude. I am like drawing the worst blanks today. I swear <laughs> to God, Kenny Powers. Didn't oh, he, Kenny! Yeah. Didn't he do him with Kenny Powers? Yeah. yeah. Eastbound and down. That guy. Great. Job. Love that dude. Great Love job. that dude. Sweet. Well, thanks for hanging out with us today, man. Thanks for having me. Hell yes. Enjoyed it. If I could just get a couple liners from you, yep. that would be rad. Um, um, your name and you're listening to Country AF Radio. Hey, this is Adam Doliak and you're listening to Country AF Radio. Uh, another one you're listening to Cody on Country AF Radio. Hey, this is Adam Doliak and you're listening to Cody on Country AF Radio. I did that wrong. Nope, that was right. Do it again. I think I, I, there was no. I thought it was wrong, so it sounded weird. Cody. Pause. Yeah. Country yeah, AF yeah, that's Radio. a lot, right? Hey, this is Adam Doliak and you're listening to Cody on Country AF Radio. One for Toad. Hey, this is Adam Doliak, and you're listening to Toad on Country AF Radio. I'm going to mix something up in here. And um, if I walked into your house and I cleaned out all your music, but I left you with three albums, what are the three albums you would keep? John Mayer, Continuum. Um, trying to th- the, the Eagles would definitely have a place. And you know what? I would have to go... Bob Seger, the great, the Silver Bullet Band, and the great, the greatest hit Silver Bullet Band. How about record. that? Yeah, that uh, was like what really turned me into a music lover. Really, my dad showed me that at a young age, and there's not a bad song on it. Right, and I still listen to it all the time. It's a. Uh, uh, it's one of my first memories of getting music. It loses no time. No, timeless, completely. Um, my mom used to, on our drive from here to California, would put a Freddie Fender eight track in, and I fucking find myself every time I hear anything by Freddie Fender, just going, "Oh, just quiet, for please." I <laughs> <laughs> just like because it reminds me of driving my mom's old Monte Carlo yeah. down yeah. there, and and you always remember who gives you music, or right? Shows you music, you know? Isn't that funny? You always remember who turned you on to somebody or something. That's funny and ironic in a sense that not one of them was country. Yeah, well, guilty. Guilty, yeah. But no. I didn't grow up on country. Right. Didn't grow up on it. I mean, I, I you know, the Eagles and I even, you know, Amos Lee. Yeah, absolutely. Need to Breathe. Uh, I, I listened to Three Doors Down for a long time. I mean, I, it was all of the influence. The only influences I have in country are making you feel something when i sing and telling a story right and that's that's what drew me into country that's why i'm i'm in it you know and country's a perfect platform for it yeah yeah you ever heard of biffy clyro negative write it down biffy clyro biffy clyro i don't think i need to i'm not going to forget that you won't forget oh, biffy that. mom the biff they're uh they're from overseas okay uh they'll play wembley and you can't get a ticket they'll sell the fucker out wow they come here that's a dream venue dude they come here do you walk in no one. Dude, no, nobody. They played at the Hard Rock at uh, a club in there called Vinyl. I think it holds four or five hundred. Wasn't even half full. My question to them would be: Why would you ever leave and come over the pond? F- new fans. 
I mean, I guess, but if so, you're filling up Wembley. Yeah, so these dudes came to Santa Monica, put together a double album. When was the last fucking time you've heard anybody do that? Been a while. And I listened to Miranda it. Miranda actually did it. Double album? Did she? I thought she just did. Maybe not. I don't know. Dude, I listened to it from front to back. Great? Absolutely great. Because you look at something, there's three guys that are the main guys in it. Drummer, bass player, brothers. So, I mean, you know it's going to be tight. Yep. And, um, I've been doing it forever. Yeah. And they're just a tight knit. And they, they uh, I have a problem with them. I buy everything that they put out just because I wasn't a fan in the beginning, like right. their first couple albums. And then I listened to this double album they put out. And I have everything from their older stuff up. And then I watch them online. I'm just in awe because these dudes are just, they're killing it. And they come over well, here and it's sad. Well, they're doing something right. Yeah. I mean, you go overseas, you literally can't get a ticket for it. You can't buy any of their stuff. That's insane. Yeah. And then, well, look what you guys are doing in the country music world going overseas. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's I don't want to say it's scary in a sense, but I mean, um, we've had the Stephanie Quayle in here who is growing as an artist that goes over there and she, they, they fucking blow up over there because they love yeah, the stuff. Yeah, music lovers over there. Yeah. I mean, and I, I think wow. that, so the Killers is a perfect thing. Over here, dude, I went and saw them at a place here in Vegas. It's called the Boston. They were supposed to go on at 10. They showed up at midnight before they were anybody. They had that attitude back, back then. And I'm like, dude, what is this shit? Like, it's a Wednesday. Why the fuck am I waiting to yeah. see? And um, nobody really got it here. And then they go overseas and then they come back and end up signing a deal at CMJ and um, yeah. kaboom. But they blew up overseas. That's what did it. it had nothing to do Kingsley with it. the same way. Yeah. But that's, I remember that story about them. Like, miss, they had like ads in the classifieds looking for guitar players or something, right? I mean, it was like a, craigslist ad i thought their other bass player is a cousin no i'm talking about oh the killers, killers. oh absolutely the yes craigslist ad. they found he, dave yeah the, he found the guitar player and he had mr Brightside and one of the other ones on, on a, a cassette tape. Tape. yeah on a cassette so i can tell you that at home in my garage i have two web servers and on there is their first ep that has wow. mr Brightside, and it started with a helicopter in the background um c- coming into oh no that was jenny sorry had jenny on it with a helicopter in the background yeah. c- coming into it and it's kind of like funny but the drummer uh ronnie he's awesome yes he's one of my favorite drummers to watch it's funny about him is like um his his drum tech will tell you that he never plays the same thing twice uh, and I it's frustrating for everybody i can see that <laughs> but he beats the shit out of the drums he does I mean, it's great he does um i just saw him um last month first time i see him in a long time yeah been forever yeah i just went with matt to deliver something to the studio and he came walking out i was like holy shit dude i haven't seen you in forever i got pictures of him at home sitting in a the huntridge theater that's i don't even think it's around anymore yeah back in um late 90s early 2000s and it's just funny just to even look at where they were They're back so then huge and now. yeah and everybody grows i mean that's i mean yeah. i don't know i mean that's why i love the yeah. artists that come through here like the Kane browns of the world that and you watch them grow um luke combs uh my favorite thing about them when they were playing here it was an experience that was bad um with something that happened before their show right and then um we had a conversation i met cappy their his manager then i saw him at root this past year and he walked right up to me and said dude to this date best hospitality we've ever had and yeah. i was like holy shit well i mean i can speak personally like we remember stuff like that because i mean so many places you go there's just nothing right so it's it's not everywhere you go that you're treated really great. Yeah. You know, so when it's when it happens, hell yeah, it's it's hard not to notice, you know. Alright, alright, alright. That's the end of this one. Go ahead, roll credits. Recorded by Toad, produced by Toad, booked by Toad, voiced over by Toad. You know what? Toad would just like to go ahead and take this moment to thank you so that he doesn't have to go back and do his real job. <laughs> <laughs>